0: For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear up the unsuspecting guests, and which deliver their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is Within the
1: Barriers.
0: Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the hosts' socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the B-H-O underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slay and try to stay alive.
2: Dean
0: of the Dead, who is once again a gray box.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and only, only
2: if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to it on Spotify or anything else, and you would not have any clue. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Uh, I like announcing it though because it's really funny. Um, but joining us today is the talented Emily Haggins. Right, right. This? No, Haggins. Haggins. <laughs> I always go the other way. We just talked about oh, this too. And I always go the discussion. other way. I always go the other.
3: There way. is very much something to that where if you tell somebody like "don't do this," like they will do it absolutely every time.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I would have. I would have gone Haggin's straight away because Haggins is double G, man. Yeah. Single G. Oh, yeah. Hagen's.
0: Yeah. I right? guess you're right. You're right. But um, as a further introduction to Emily is um, you have worked on VHS, 2008. You have worked um, Mm -hmm. on a segment for Scare Package, the original, and your new film, I'm Sorry About the Demon, and uh, we're here to discuss what it's like to be in a rom-com that have to deal with ghosts and demons and whatnot, so thank you for taking the time and coming on to chat with Dean and I.
3: Thanks for having me. It's very fun. Yeah. We're talking on Valentine's Day so it seems appropriate I, for uh, you know, I <laughs> was
0: just thinking floor. the same thing too. Um, the other day because I when I was doing asking you dates and, and whatnot I didn't even think of it and I'm in a relationship so you think I would be you know knowing that <laughs> oh it's Valentine's Day and then it came to Saturday and I was like I haven't interviewed this week, right? What day is it? And I was like Oh, it's on Valentine's Day, and we're talking (laughs) about a rom-com horror movie. This is great.
3: (laughs) Perfect. I mean, it just worked out. Everyone had time. Let's do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And uh, my significant other is actually out um, doing some birthday shopping for our son, so it's perfect timing right now. Everybody's uh, out doing their own thing, and uh, Dean's at home uh, freezing his ass off.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Under a blanket with a hot water bottle. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It's always cold in the UK, man. It's horrible. (laughs) Give me some some of that LA sunshine any day. Yeah, come over here, man. I told you I'll
0: switch spots with you. I love being cold. And you like being warm, so we'll switch. Let's do it. Um, But, uh, you know, Emily, what I like to do with all the guests that we have on is I always like to kind of bring it back to where it all began with them. So do you want to take us down like memory lane and let us know how you got involved with filmmaking and for the love of filmmaking?
3: Yeah. Um, so I I mean, I loved writing. I loved movies at a very, very young age. And um, and then it kind of started to become like a love of making short films. And um, I wasn't really into horror until a certain point where I saw a horror comedy. And It's kind of serendipitous because that very same horror comedy that I saw that was my introduction into horror and a love of horror also got released on Shudder this past month, along with our movie, uh, in, in January. That movie's called Undead. It's um, oh, an yeah. Australian movie. Oh, and
1: yeah,
3: yeah. I just, for some reason, I mean, it's a great movie, but it really connected with me uh, as as a kid and, and seeing it with a, a theater full of people that were, laughing and having a great time and I just thought I want to make horror movies like this where people can laugh and have fun and at the time there weren't a lot of summer camps where I grew up for for filmmaking now there are (laughs) I just was looking at a program that was just like even horror filmmaking for teens they even have horror filmmaking for teen girls like you can get so specific where was this when I was um you know growing up so um anyways uh, but instead I got on set of some independent films that were filming around town and just kind of PA'd and made some fake blood and guts for them and learn oh, how to yeah. do all these things. And it's just like the horror and the, uh, and the indie filmmaking and all this kind of wrapped in my mind is, well, if you really want to do this, you have to make your own movie, like a movie movie, not just a short film. So I made my first feature. I was uh 12 years old and it's a zombie movie. And there was a, and I didn't think this was unusual at the time. I just thought you just make a movie if you love movies. <laughs> and, um, the uh there's a documentary team that kind of found out about that i was doing this and they chronicled that in a in a movie called uh zombie girl the movie so i did not make the documentary about myself somebody else made that movie and um but what's really cool is this past in, in 2022 both pathogen my film and then zombie girl are, are on um the american genre film archive released both movies on the same oh pathogen, wow Blueberry. that's awesome so now it's available <laughs> and oh, before yeah. if you wanted to see it, you had to just get a copy from me or my parents.
1: <laughs> oh
3: yeah. And so now it's it's out there for through Agfa and and people can see it that way. And it feels really special because they value, you know, kind of strange and obscure movies. So it doesn't feel like, you know, they wanted it to make fun of it or anything. They just thought it was um, you know, kind of an interesting, weird <laughs> thing that existed, but it ignited my, you know, passion as a filmmaker and I thought this is what I want to do. And I I kept making movies through my teen years. And now, you know, I'm I'm 30 now. I'm a grown-up <laughs> at this point. But uh, you know, I i I really gravitated towards that coming of age subgenre. And even Sorry about the demon has some kind of coming of age element, oh, yeah. even though it's no longer in the teen space. But um, so that's kind of it's it, the, the whole story kind of, you know, sums up the love of horror comedy and kind of silliness and coming of age elements that I've, you know, maintained throughout my career.
0: Wow, that's so crazy. Always hearing, you know, how people started doing things. But I don't think we've had that many guests come on and say that they made a, a full length feature at the age of 12. That's crazy. And also doing short films like that, that's a big accomplishment, doing it at that young of an age. And even, like, I I saw that you had, you know, some of your short films, you know, in, like, South by Southwest and stuff like that at a young age, too. Like, that's amazing. And now for you to be on Shudder and working with with Aaron's company, um, Paper Street is is really really cool and i know that you you worked on scare package and did stuff in vhs which we will dive into but wow that's a journey that's a journey and you're still really young too and you have a, so much more you and i'm excited to what you're going to be doing next
3: we'll see you hopefully <laughs> you, know, you always wonder you make a movie and then you're like well yeah i see it
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah hopefully. Um. I'll show- I was checking out your IMDb and and um, it said that at a young age, you really liked the Muppet movie. Is that right? Yes, yeah. I um, used to love that. Who's your favorite Muppet?
3: My favorite Muppet. Oh, wait. Are you asking me my favorite Muppet or? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorite questions, but it does fluctuate. I always go with animal. Oh, um... hell yes. Oh, yeah. I love, I mean, I love, uh, not Grover. Well, I mean, Grover's great, but I meant to say Gonzo. Um, oh, Gonzo, and, wow. Okay. Uh, trying to think. I mean, I my mic is going to Fraggles. <laughs> I, love Fraggles, Fraggles yeah. I love
2: yeah. Fraggles too. I used they're to they're love Fraggles too. They're all great. They're all great.
3: Yeah. What What are y'all's favorites?
2: Um, I think I've got to say Animal. I mean, I think Animal was based on Keith Moon from The Who. I yeah. think. Oh, my gosh. I heard. So, and I'm a big rock fan, and, and Keith Moon – Actually lived over quite we, at one time when he was alive way back in the day lived not too far from where I grew up and and my parents used to see him drive down the road in his a pink Rolls Royce um <laughs> and he would he would just leave his car leave this Rolls Royce in the middle of the road so no traffic could get by either side and he'd just get out park up and just get out just walk off you know absolutely off his off his face. Um, yeah total legend total lunatic but i think animal was based on the keith moon character so i've got to say animal i love animal yeah That's
3: and amazing
0: as a drummer um animal definitely has always <laughs> been mine because he's just so ridiculous <laughs> <and> <laughs> crazy um i did like the Swedish chefs because they're just funny Yeah. um but yeah. definitely animal if it's like a you know one that i always go towards it's animal and my son now who's going to be five he, he loves animal loves him so it, it just keeps going on and on in in my family
2: of the love for animal <laughs> i love that the whole jim uh, henson workshop i mean like the the labyrinth man wow yeah. i mean that is that now that's a movie oh yeah
3: yeah the um uh, i was gonna say something oh well, imdb um uh, biography i'm pretty sure it was written by my mom when i was like 12 and she said like, well you oh, gotta have wow. imdb that's bio that's awesome and I've actually. never been able to adjust it or anything so it's, that is like a little relic of starting as a child and that just stays there oh, forever on there that's
2: awesome. <laughs> that
3: as
2: soon, was a as, big... as, soon okay. as i saw it i was like "Oh, i have to ask about that. that's great i love the Muppet movie
3: <laughs> oh me too. i mean it's still you know when i'm thinking about my top five favorite movies or anything like that it always is is in there it's just because it was such a huge part i mean kermit was on my first words like i oh, i wow. watched it over and over and again like just very like just Muppet. I was gonna say I was a Muppet baby, not literally.
1: <laughs> <but> <laughs> you know, I love right. that
3: show, but um, that's
1: great.
3: Our lead actor from *Sorry About the Demon*, John Michael, he was on the Paper Street podcast, and they asked him his his favorite Muppet was, and he said Miss Piggy, and I was like, what's, Really? What's wrong with you? Like,
1: that like, <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's really no, interesting.
3: Um, but he just said, "I think it was just the first one that came to my." It, fun- it was just a funny answer. It's <laughs> funny we both got asked this. Oh wow,
2: um, that's awesome! But- that's really cool. Was well, so it qu- a question actually related to the to, to the film? So, how much how much of yourself um, is actually in this film? You like, you know, the Will character, kind of going through the breakup. You know, how much is is that any sort of stories related to yourself? Or how much of yourself is actually in the movie? The characters.
3: Yeah. See, I wish. In hindsight, I'm like, wouldn't this be cool if this was based on some kind of weird breakup I had or
1: something? <laughs> but <laughs> we a haunted um, house. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> so, so based on a true story. Um, no, but I. Um... I would say like a lot of the fears that the characters have are related to to fears I have. And including kind of finding yourself through various... I love filmmaking, you know, as a kid. And I thought, I need to be more well-rounded. I'm going to learn how to bake. I'm going to learn how to knit. I'm going to learn how to do all these things. And then I wasn't really sure which thing really made me who I was, especially as I became an adult. And when you're in your 20s, you're not really growing as, as much like physically as you are in your, in your teen years. So there's this kind of weird like feeling of, are the things I'm doing too kid-like? Are they, do they make me an adult? And these were things that really got incorporated into Will's character and into kind of his relationship. If you see the people around you kind of growing up or in your eyes and you're not sure if you've grown up yet, yeah. um, like what that what that looks like. So a lot of his insecurities are very personal to me and through what I went through um, feeling like uh, I'm an adult now, now what? <laughs> you know, yeah. What are these things? And then like more specifically, his friend, who's like just really afraid to eat like cookies and candy and like sweets and just any kind of sugar and all this like toothpaste like weird stuff in the movie. Um, the toothpaste I, is so
0: funny. <laughs> it's, yeah,
3: it's so odd. I don't, but I do know where this comes from because my parents always told me I didn't have to go to the dentist uh, if ever unless I had a had a problem. So I just never ate candy. I never ever did it on sugar, and I didn't have to go to the dentist till I was fifteen years old because of a. Uh, uh, wisdom teeth oh, and man. um and they uh so I had this like just really big fear of eating any sugar <laughs> like and that was a part of what made me who I was so I incorporated that into this movie I don't know these things just manifest <laughs> into the writing and I'm like I don't know hopefully someone <laughs>
2: yeah. thinks this is
3: funny. I don't
2: know <laughs> oh no it's great it's so different though I, it was yeah it was very cool I wish I had that kind of self-control of not being able to
0: eat anything with sugar in it. Oh my God, this day and age, I feel like it's so hard to get away from anything with sugar. Um, So when they were talking about that in the film and as you were talking about that, I'm like, damn, is it even really that possible? I mean, it is possible, but like how easy is it to adjust your lifestyle to not have any sugar in it? So hearing you saying that you didn't have anything with sugar until you tell like later on or whatever and maybe that's that's crazy (laughs) oh i
1: i
3: i did eat sugar i definitely did but i i I definitely like had this fear on the other end well my parents will make me go to the dentist if i overdo it on candy or whatever so um i it was it was definitely like a fear-based um (laughs) decision but then as an adult no one's telling you you have to do anything exactly that's definitely gone more out out the window but I did have this like, oh, I have to have self control, and so that kind of manifested its way into into that character because I, I just think that that those main four, the intention of the, with the main four characters in the movie is that they each are kind of going through something a little more grounded,
1: yeah. and
3: um, and then there's kind of some side characters that are a little more cartoony. There's they're kind of representing like, what if you don't change? Like, what if you're the yeah. kind of person incapable of change? It looks a little silly versus people that are that are growing and. And learning along the way, through some ghosts and demons and goopy stuff and weird
1: cakes and so
0: on. <laughs> all the ghosts are really funny, with um, too. I love how they just pop up out of nowhere. And like Will's kind of just like he's phased, but it's just kind of like, can you just go away? So I, I <laughs> love, I love it when all the the ghosts and everything start popping up and like they're telling him to leave. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. I love that stuff. It's so funny. I, this film is is really fun. I, I laughed a lot first time watching it. And then I watched it again today in preparation for this again. And I fell in love with it even more. Um, I think it's a beautiful film. It's well shot. The uh, set designs are amazing. So I wanted to ask you, um, working with Aaron, how much input did he have in with how your film was going to look or anything like that? Or is it kind of you had free roam as to how whatever you wanted to do with this film? Because I know he helped produce it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Aaron and I started working together on uh, scare package and, um, we developed a, a, a good rapport and, um, with this movie, I'd sent him, you know, a few projects I wanted to do next. And he, he liked this one. And, um, I think with the circumstances of COVID, especially at the time that this got going, uh, people weren't, you know, uh, it, it was, you were, <laughs> being extra extra careful at the time yeah. and um and the idea behind this was that there was a very like limited amount of cast members it was basically one location and what we did was build the whole set in the atrium of this hotel and then everyone on the casting crew stayed in the hotel so it's this wow. little bubble <laughs> this is in a
0: hotel yeah wow. every single
3: thing wow. besides the exterior
0: wow <laughs> it's, that's it's, um... You tricked me. <laughs> you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good,
3: good. Um, it's uh, I can to you some pictures. I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, so they built everything, like even like little cutaways when they he goes to like the grocery store. Like every every aspect of it was shot here, and um, it really helped with like, um kind of establishing the geography visually to like you know really think about okay here's the first floor of the set here's the second floor of the set and especially in an independent movie that's you know not doesn't have any big stars and and all these things it's you know very rare to get to build an entire set um for that type of movie and uh but it was kind of the circumstances of that hotel not having as many like conferences coming through because of covid and um, and just, and it worked out for us and they were actually shooting, um, more of the more recent VHS films, VHS 94. They did the same thing in the same hotel. Oh, wow. And then, okay. and some of that was shot before us and some of it was shot simultaneously <laughs> to our film. Uh, and, uh, my VHS thing, I heard you bring it up was <laughs> actually, side note, was, uh, it was for Snapchat when Snapchat was making VHS. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Came out on Halloween, on, uh. But and they were calling them. It was the, it was the VHS property, so it was you know yeah. part of the VHS universe. But they were calling them video horror Shores. Yeah, <laughs> so, I remember that actually.
0: I do remember that. I was going to ask um, you about that, so I'm glad that you 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 answered that for me already.
3: <laughs> it was. It was, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, it, it is cool to be, it's such a great franchise. It's cool to be tangentially just related to it. <laughs> um, but Aaron and I started working together on Scare Package and then we cast John Michael, who's the lead in, and started about the demon in in our Scare Package segment as well. So there was kind of this whole aspect for Shudder where it's like Aaron and his company and then kind of me and my team, you know, and John Michael is the lead. So it kind of just felt like a, a little offshoot of what we did with scare package totally yeah. and stuff. And, um, so I think that was kind of how the project became what it was for, for Shudder. And, um, and then Aaron is like, just very, uh, creative and and collaborative and good at, you know, definitely letting me do my own thing. And, you know, but also if I, I remember <laughs> there were just some times where I'd go over to him, like, do you understand like what's, the problem is right now, he's like, I totally get you. I'm here to support you. And so that was nice to just have someone else with that like director's mind there to kind of bounce ideas off of and stuff.
0: Oh wow. Wow. Cause um we had him on the show um not that long ago and we were kind of like talking about like other projects that he's got coming out, and he was like, Yeah, I'm like really trying to bring, you know, very unique ideas to the genre. And a rom com horror, I was talking to Dean before you came on I was like I can't really think of any rom-com horrors I'm like the closest thing I can think of but this isn't even it it's like warm bodies but that's more of like a drama it's like mm-hmm. there's not too many things in that area so you kind of created like a new subgenre, I feel I can't think of any can you know of any that I can check out because I don't think there really is any
3: um, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I know my movie's been compared to it and I'm really excited to see it. And me and the director just started following each other, which might oh, be why wow. in my mind. It's called, um, A Ghost Waits. It's on Shudder. I don't oh, know if that's... Oh,
0: yes, that's, that's, Ooh. we actually had, I had, um, the director, uh, he was on here not that long ago, too, or we were talking about that one. That's, that's a really good one. I didn't think of that. Okay, so, all right, so there's two movies now
3: warm bodies that when you said that i was like that's a good valentine's watch i might watch that later <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I <laughs> that's know. a great one um uh, i'll have to think of some uh i feel like well this one started off with the idea of like a like a forgetting sarah marshall style okay, like break up okay. comedy with um but the idea was like well, what if he was too sad to move out of the haunted house was like kind of where that started
1: okay. and
3: um so i, I think that could be interesting to start um kind of a um a horror idea with a non-horror movie for your character you know jumping off point in in your mind and um and uh that's kind of where they started
0: yeah i mean that's another thing with horror too is that it's so diverse and that you can really put anything in that mixing pot and it works so well because it it adjusts to like what's going on because like you know Comedy and, and horror, like obviously that's like the oldest thing that everybody talks about is how they mend so well together. And so you have those two elements already, but now you're adding in this the romantic side, like a date night movie and a horror movie, and it blends so well. And it's very funny. And it's also really sad at points. And it got me in the feels a little bit for certain things because it made me think of myself um, being younger and going through relationships and being like, okay, I messed up right here what could I have done better what can I do to better myself so it really brought me back and made me feel like that part of my life again but and I liked it though it made me know realize like okay I've grown a lot and um yeah it was, it was a great feeling
3: <laughs> that's really awesome to hear because you know the the character aspect of, of the movie is, is very important to me as well as the horror I mean this and all the scripts i have this is my maybe like least horror (laughs) script i had you know going into um trying to get back into the horror genre um and so i really it does mean a lot to hear when when the characters are connecting with with people because that's why i make movies that's why i hope everyone makes (laughs) movies is that you get to connect with people uh emotionally through shared experiences
0: oh yeah uh dean i'll let you um throw some questions
2: over there i know i've been yeah, I've been talking cool, <laughs> oh no worries yeah no i was thinking it was funny uh, i say funny but um we've actually but uh, our good friend is going through like a, a really hard breakup right now yeah. and when i was watching it uh, our friend dan i was when i was watching it earlier on, i was like oh my god this is dan this is what he's going through right <laughs> oh, now so oh, i was no. like maybe like i will suggest Minus this movie to him house. but <laughs> I will suggest a movie for him to watch, but maybe not right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'll wait for it to... But um, uh, how long was the uh, shooting process? How long did it take you guys to film it? Especially if he was kind of, did, you, did was it all shot in a hotel? Did you have to kind of rent the space out? And how how long did you have it for?
3: Yeah, um, I hope I remember right. <laughs> it all blends together. These are three or four weeks. Maybe wow. I'm just mentally trying to. Yeah make it seem like it was longer than it was it definitely was not more than four weeks um but it it all kind of blended together because of the um we were there because uh we shot in canada and there was a very strict kind of quarantine process so we were quarantining with paper street uh, all the americans like in a um like in a reality show style big house we're all yeah. living together.
1: Right, not man.
3: allowed to leave. And um and then we kind of moved over to the hotel and then you weren't allowed to leave that either. And so then we we left and we kind of had one day in in Toronto and you know people were like, how's Canada? I'm like really didn't see it, you know? I don't yeah. really know how yeah. it was at all. Um but uh yeah I I so it was a kind of strange like time passing in weird ways and then because the whole set was built even the night scenes we shot during the day you know with like just light adjusting the lighting and, and the controlled environment and so there was a like a period of time where I was like just not feeling very good and I got really worried I had COVID <laughs> but oh, I just yeah. wasn't feeling great and I was like, man, I feel so weird. What's going on? And I realized I just hadn't been outside in like four days because of the controlled sunlight. I just thought I'd been going outside, but I hadn't been. And yeah. so it was a a very bubble like situation, but um, very very fun, almost summer camp like. So you just kind of rolled out of bed, you know, took your temperature, all those things you, you did at yeah, the time, right. and then uh, and then you just you're on set and ready to go, and
1: Cold really experience. really
3: fun. I would do it again, even even if things have relaxed a bit. I think it was like.
1: You Sounds know, fun. I've gotten
3: it was super fun. And, you know, I've gotten sick on other sets pre-COVID from like the stomach flu or whatever's going around a movie set from people yeah, sharing a bag of chips or whatever, you know, what happens. And uh, I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. germ wise pretty nice. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you get really run down. But it was a it was a really good environment. And we got to shoot mostly during the day, which is really good, because you know, especially horror movies, you end up filming a lot late really late nights and we didn't really have to do that too much aside from when we shot exteriors so it was really cool uh, i wish i had some kind of crazy story but but because we got to build the set we got to like you know dig a hole in the floor and like you know cut holes in walls cut holes in the oven you know shoot through things and a lot of them are very like you almost don't even notice them like just kind of transition shots between scenes but you know someone had to cut a hole in the wall to like slide the camera through the wall all this sort of thing but um yeah it was it was just so great and then we had these like you know children in the movie and i was like how's that gonna go
1: <laughs> <think it> <laughs> oh
3: great. yeah very oh. easy to work with great parents that were very supportive and um you know especially the little ghost boy we're like you know get in that oven
1: get under that bed he was
3: just so excited to be you know doing all this kind of fun you know ghost stuff and uh and just you know, it was it was just a really just easy
2: going crew and was it um, quite strict on the set with the whole kind of because it was during COVID and stuff. Did you have to be really kind of strict with the whole kind of testing and all that kind of stuff and making yeah. sure the mask? I did um I was I was kind of had a very small uh part to play in the filming of uh, the new Jeepers Creepers film, um <laughs> which which didn't turn out great at all, But um that was all shot. Uh, during the pandemic as well, and um, the oh, it was for the opening scene, which is at the Horror Hound Festival, and it it was literally incredible. The whole set was incredible, but uh, and it was all outdoors and it was all night shoots. But man, were they strict on that set? Like if anyone wasn't wearing a mask, they would. Oh my god! Everyone was barking and shouting and screaming at each other. I was like,
1: oh. <laughs>
3: wow, <laughs> that was, was pretty that, intense. Were- were there a lot of extras and, like, kind of... Oh, under- tons. Yeah,
2: tons. Yeah, tons. Wow. They, they kind of had, like, big, big... Because it was a, a festival, so it was all... They had, like, big top tents, and they had, like, a fully operational ghost train, and it, was, it literally was just, like... You That's had true. all this, like, <laughs> nothing going on in the world whatsoever, and everyone's locked up, and then here you just had, like, a full-on, like, funfair vibe going on. It was really strange, but... It, and obviously, in between, you know, when they weren't... When they were shooting, everyone took their masks off and all that kind of stuff. But in between, it was just like the medics were running around, just barking at everyone to put their masks on, and blah, blah, blah. you know, it's crazy, really, really, really strange.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like you want to find the right balance between taking it seriously to keep people <laughs> like feeling yeah. good, and then, and then also, you know, not making it this kind of just yeah.
1: Yeah. difficult
3: to get through experience yeah. I I would be very stressed with that many extras um but we uh yeah it was pretty strict um and you know if you were an actor you didn't have to wear your mask when you were shooting or like you know if you just had your makeup done you'd just kind of um be on your own and then um but yeah aside from from the actors everyone had to wear masks the whole time and get yeah. your temperature. you come down from your room and there'd be a somebody taking your temperature. And um, there was like a, a production assistant that was outside of our bubble and he would, you know, go out to get batteries or extension cords or whatever. And then aside from that, no one was supposed to leave the premises of the hotel yeah. so yeah. that even when the other VHS movie was there, like their crew wasn't supposed to like come to our yeah, set no and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So you can't have to leave pretty... going
2: down sick. Can you?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was so because I had this other movie where or I had gotten a stomach, stomach flu kind of thing. And I just couldn't even sit up. Like I was oh, so no. like bedridden. And I had to, at the time it was Skype, you know? And I, I had to kind of direct via Skype. And it was like these little scenes where the actors are just like, you know, picking up their purse or whatever, you know, just like little things. But I just thought I never want to be in a situation where I can't be on set. Um, or, and especially like the actors, if they go down, like you said, like, you know, what are you even filming? Yeah,
1: <laughs> So yeah.
3: That, was, that was very, you know. And then of course you don't want somebody to, be you know yeah debilitatingly sick yeah after. yeah, exactly it like, exactly it's like there's so many so many stressors that and we we uh drove <laughs> my my uh partner and I, he's, he was a producer on the film as well and we drove to canada and we we're so scared they weren't gonna let us across the border because they were pretty strict that um that <laughs> they were asking like are you two together and uh i was like yes and they were just asking to like put our covid test together he goes no we're co-workers
1: because <laughs> you know? he thought like
3: oh we both need to be um you know because uh, they were they had a lot of questions about like why are you coming across the border can your job be done by a canadian which were good questions you know
2: and yeah, i'm like yeah. well
3: i think we have to be there to like make the movie <laughs> and um so we were yeah, pretty stressed, like getting over there, and I just remember having like so much P P P P P E. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> um, on to just like you know take this road trip. I hadn't like been out of my house in so long, and I'm just like dressed <laughs> like I'm about to like do surgery. <laughs> <So, like,
2: laughs> Hazmat <that> suit, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm like, I can't get sick before I make this movie, but
1: of
2: course, things
3: <laughs> you know. It, once people were kind of like quarantined together, and everyone had been taking their COVID tests, you know. We we followed the rules, but you know we it was there's a little bit more peace of mind that went yeah. like okay we're all in this together now and we'll yeah. we'll get through it.
0: Yeah. It was great. I think okay. that's how movies should be made now. I think everybody should just be at one location, like get a hotel. Everybody just stay there because now like things are a little bit more lax. I mean, obviously you still have some protocols you got to follow and whatnot, but everybody's flying in from everywhere and then going back home and flying back and. Stuff like that, especially other guests that we've talked to, it's like I think COVID <laughs> kind of shaped everything so that way people can be together uh, on sets and whatnot, and just rent out a place and and make it close to that that area. I think that would just make things so much easier for everybody.
3: Yeah, it's. I think it's like another thing I get really concerned about is uh, you know, people driving home really tired and yeah. just being worried about that and. It's just really nice to know that people can take a nap during lunch if they've just not been able to catch up on sleep or uh, you know you can just like have some accountability and like finding
1: you know making sure yeah, everyone's doing exactly. okay
3: and um and no commute is just really really great so um yeah I think it's I mean if I could do it again I would on any on any project I would I think it's uh you know just no safety is worth the risk you know exactly. for <laughs> so it's a great strategy and I, I recommend
0: it. Um but yeah. Oh yeah. Um I have another question that's related to the film. you have a favorite scene or a gag moment, like a comedic beat that you have in there that you enjoy more than others? <laughs>
1: um
3: yeah, you know it's interesting because like kind of my favorite scenes on the page would be different from my favorite scenes to film. They're yeah. different from my favorite scenes at the end of the day. Um I think that uh I'd really love to give like one horror moment one like character moment or something sure. or or a comedy moment I mean, I think anything that John michael or jeff um who played the two leads that they um that they they're both like comedy background you know actors oh, they're and, really like fun uh
1: together <laughs> like,
3: yeah they're like they're real life best friends and improv- uh you know partners and stuff like that so they're they're good at um just kind of putting their own voices into the into the scene so kind of anything that they added um or took away sometimes i think some the actors make the movie better by taking out (laughs) some of the lines (laughs)
1: um
3: but i i do really like um kind of the scene where john michael and Paige, who plays his ex-girlfriend they have this like nice heart-to-heart moment where he's kind of um admitting he hasn't been happy with where he is in his life I, i really like that scene um and um so it's not really a comedy moment.
0: Well it could be but anything. Probably any... If it's your favorite scene. Yeah.
3: I mean, I just think they did a really great job. And the crew like, members was crying when
1: we shot Aww. it. Like,
3: it's so sweet. So I do remember that. I also but and then horror wise, I remember when we shot um the it's it's in the opening of the movie. There's like the little girl's possessed and yeah. the family is making a deal with her, with the demon that's residing inside of her to like bring him a sacrifice to get their daughter back. And um, she just did such a great job. And we just used two cameras and it's all just one take. (laughs) Like she did such a great job. We didn't uh, do anything else after that. And everyone gave her a standing ovation. So I think these moments really, like everyone on the set gave her uh, like a nice clap and she was so happy. And it was just such a, just one of my favorite moments on set, kind of all time to see this kid get, Sorry, there's a dog banging on my door. Oh, no, it's all
1: good.
3: Um, classic Zoom call. Something happens, um, but uh, yeah. So just like seeing this this little, I mean, she's she's like 11 or 12, maybe now. But just seeing this um, young performer get be so supported by the by the cast and crew was just really That's wonderful. Awesome.
0: That's you awesome. Uh, Dean, I'll let you throw some more questions, man.
2: Yeah. So what was the, like the inspiration behind the look of the demons? I, I kind of got like a, a bit of like a cross between evil dead and exorcist kind of vibe in there.
3: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <the> <laughs> Nailed, that it.
2: <laughs> Nailed it. Uh,
3: yeah. Evil dead. Both of those things were in the lookbook, um And, uh and kind of some aspects of the old and the new evil dead, which was kind of interesting. because oh, kind of the about. eyes. Yeah. And, um, and then the the voice of the demon is this actor i've been working with since my very first movie that I made when i was 12. um he's yeah. an incredible voice actor and i love his um, voice <laughs> and he has this nice balance to me that between horror and comedy like he can have these kind of goofy lines from the demon but still have a kind of a threatening like yeah. he's taking himself very seriously um and he uh you know had to kind of adr multiple actors like adr like um replace their voices you know and he can just he could nail it in one or two takes and just kind of get the sense of how they move their mouth and just it was it was really an incredible thing to work with to like you know replace everyone's voices with this other guy and um originally what he tried to do was drink a bunch of milkshakes to create that voice
0: <laughs> but, oh my god that's um, not a good idea <laughs> Oh my it, god,
3: he said it his stomach he had to do it for like 12 hours so he's especially if you're lactose
0: intolerant. oh my god no you're screwed (laughs) you're out of commission for a week
3: (laughs) i swear he drank maybe like 15 like coca-colas like like, or something or something my stomach hurts just thinking about that (laughs) i don't know how he he did that to his body but it was it was really cool to kind of unite the performances with this voice performance and um and then, and also, I want to say on the origin of that voice. Um, I made another movie with him maybe ten years ago, and we were talking about the TV show Gargoyles, and he was trying to do the opening of Gargoyles, and it kind of came out in that voice. Oh, and, okay,
0: all right, yeah, I love that show. So now, yeah, okay,
3: yeah. Wow. Is it Keith David that's narrating it? I can't, I can't remember. But I, know I he's think one of so. The I, in
0: he it. was either the narrator or he was one of the gargoyles. Uh, no, he definitely I think he was one there.
3: of the gargoyles yeah but he could have been doing the op- i can't remember who's doing the opening it's been such um, a long
0: time wow Nostalgia. yeah but that
3: was that was where it started <laughs> it was like kind of talking about how great gargoyles was and then that voice kind of stuck in my head and so then when um i wrote the script i always had in my head he would do this this uh
1: original <laughs> originally
3: like a gargoyle style yeah voice and then um and then the actors it was it was really nice because they did collaborate on what they were doing with their body language to kind of unite the demonic possession um uh entity and how that looked physically and so that was really cool to see what they were choosing like these kind of um animalistic kind of uh body language versus you know just i don't know almost gymnastics at times yeah it was really fun yeah they did a great job kind of coordinating that oh wow. very cool it's
0: i can imagine that cool. was a lot of work trying to match your voices with the other characters wow props to everybody it was cool
3: to see <laughs> yeah it was it was definitely like um yeah like everyone is in you know like those um I want to say Pacific Rim, but that's not right. Like everyone's in like a part of the robot, and they're all controlling like one robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like,
3: you got all these actors; they're all the, the demon, and then you have the voice actors, the de- and they're they're all kind of creating this one entity that's not really physically shown at yeah. any point. It's only in these different aspects. And I think they did a great job.
0: Oh well, hell yeah! Yeah, uh, Dean, go ahead. You can keep uh, firing away.
2: Yeah. So this is a random one. Have you? yourself ever had any paranormal experiences that you could talk, draw inspiration from I would love to so, this back no. at y'all
3: <laughs> I, I you know on one hand I, I think I'm superstitious enough to to say well if I say no I don't believe in that like no way you know yeah. I'm like I feel like really I'm tempting, tempting something um yeah not not so much though um but I have y'all had had any because I do love those types of stories all
0: right So I think I've said this on the show a couple of times. All right. Growing up, I was a skeptic. All right. I still kind of am. But since I moved into the apartment that I'm in now, I've been here for about five years. And uh, when my son was little, when he was about a year and a half, um, actually in this room, we we remade this room into the podcast room and he's in another room. Um, But his crib used to be like right where I am. And he was sleeping. And then... At like two in the morning for a couple of days in a row, I would wake up and hear my voice say his name and then I would get up and I would come out here and he would just be sitting up just looking at the wall. <laughs> but the nightlights lights on. Dean, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I yeah. don't
2: think you I don't think I've heard this story, no. No, so
0: like he yeah. he would just sit up in the crib. And then this I'd is play.
2: why Skimmering got to you, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was just getting back to bed, and it was fine. Then it happened again, and then this was maybe about year year and a half ago. Um, my my girlfriend she woke up, and I I don't know if I was asleep yet. or I was like just about to be asleep, I was like in like that that in between. And she woke up, and she says, "I see fire, like." out there like in like where our kitchen is like she could see fire and i'm like what are you talking about and then i go out there and i see a bright light and then it just goes away and that's like all that i've really experienced um i don't know if it was just like a trick of the mind like nothing like bang or anything weird like that but hearing my voice say my son's name was definitely very weird but it hasn't happened Sense so whatever it was, I think it was just my mind. But also with him sitting up, was like what? But I, I, I don't know. That's... And he
3: was like one. That's yeah, like he was like about like one
0: wonderful. and a half. So he wasn't talking or anything. I mean, he was like you know baby talk, but he, he couldn't like say his name. It in might have been voice. the voice actor. It could, <laughs> been,
2: it could have been the voice actor we were talking about a minute ago. Just so he was <laughs> outside yeah. going uh, Logan. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And then there was one other thing, but this. It wasn't anything that we really experienced, but when we moved into this house, um, our old our old landlords used to live on this floor. At least uh, one of their, their kids did. So they lived here for a long time until they moved out. And we have like a little small like attic space, and they said don't go up there because there's a doll that we bought that scares the crap out of us, and we swore that it was moving. So they put it in the attic. And I, I, we don't put anything up there. We don't store anything. But we got our new landlord in. And he was, you know, we had to bring in the, the bug guy to make sure there's no bugs or anything. Get it all, like, reworked since he's, he's new. And I was like, hey, be careful when you go up there. You might get spooked by a doll or something. We were told it was there. And he goes up there. He's like, dude, there's no doll. What are you talking about? So I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Were we lied to? Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much all that I can say that. We have experienced, or I've experienced, um, "quote unquote" paranormal activity, um, but yeah,
2: that's that's pretty I, much it. I don't think I've. Ever, I, I'm such a skeptic, but being <laughs> from ye olde England, we have many spooky castles and spooky. I mean, I actually. So my dad, he um, he, I over, over my Well, ahead, oh, Dean. Sorry, he, my dad, <laughs> he's had a ton, a ton of paranormal. Um, experiences apparently, but he used to be, and I've said this on the show many times. He was Boris Karloff's paperboy. Mm-hmm. He was so. I think I think Mr. Karloff must have handed down some sort of curse to him. Or perhaps <laughs> I don't know. He he he's reeled off in the pub over the years many many experiences that he's had. Um, and I'm like, you sure you weren't drunk? Dad? <laughs> <Is that no? laughs> um, I, but I'm, I, I really, I'm such a skeptic and I've been to loads of like, um, ghosts, um, like overnight ghost hunts. I've been to like, we've got a place here called the Kelverden, uh, secret nuclear bunker, which is supposed to be ridiculously haunted. And sounds like well, fine. I did, I, I'll do this. Awesome. I did an overnight ghost hunt there. Didn't see shit. I went to Margam Castle up in Wales, did one there, like right the way through the night. Didn't see shit. Um, I've been to like the most haunted pub in the UK and York, Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, someone show me a ghost. But I don't know.
0: I think you're yeah, looking I did... too hard. That's the problem. You're looking well, too no,
2: hard. Well, no, if I did see something, I'd be absolutely pet, I'd be terrified. Um, so it's probably best that I don't. But I but I'm really I'm really, really into that kind of you no, know, I love it. I love the most haunted show. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm just I don't know, I'm I am a skeptic, uh, but and I'm I'm looking to be proven. <laughs> Like that, that's that does it. I love all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Like that show, Ghostwatch. Also, I live in um. Well, I don't now, but I was brought up in Enfield, and Enfield is the home of the Enfield Poltergeist, which is the most documented poltergeist case in the world. Which is what they made The Conjuring Two was based on, you know. And um, it's just a you know you you it's just a tiny little house, and I walk past it tons of times. And I'm like that place is not horny come on seriously but it's you know to say the most documented parent um uh, what's the word poltergeist case in the world i don't know didn't see anything there (laughs) didn't see anything there maybe maybe one day I'll, i'll have an experience and
0: uh you can come stay at my house and maybe uh you know it'll happen to you who knows (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: (laughs) yeah i was i live in the middle of the countryside now on the farm in this old station house and you know i'm i swear blind this this place is haunted but i mean if i i love it here and if i saw anything i'd have to move out so i don't want to see anything (laughs) i I don't want to see anything in your van, you can go anywhere you want. It's too cold out there. It's too cold. I'll go over there and we can um, do a
0: seance. How about that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so moving back into the movie. How, so talking about Shudder? Um, how I was working with Shudder. I mean, that's amazing. I love Shudder. Shudder's huge over here in the UK as well. So, how did that all come around? And and how was it working with those guys?
3: Yeah, I um I think they're so wonderful. <laughs> um, I, I was so just honored that they wanted to do this movie and they gave um I would say just the best notes I've ever gotten I feel like so many times you get notes from um you know the quote-unquote like, studio and um you're thinking okay I want to show them I respect them but I'm not really sure if I agree with these notes and and I want to just you know find the right middle ground and whatever but every time I got notes from Shutter, I just thought these are just great notes that are gonna make the movie better <laughs> like it's not like i have to figure out the right compromise because i want to show them you know i can just it's it's just much easier <laughs> to show that you respect them by doing the notes because they're yeah. great notes and they're very thoughtful notes and when they i just you, hadn't in that experience
2: when they give you notes do they give you notes like throughout the filming process do you have to kind of like check in with them throughout the the whole thing and they kind of give you notes or do you do they give you notes like once you've kind of handed in the final edit how does that all work with the...
3: yeah um the, the notes i'm thinking about specifically were about the um scripts and right, um, right, it right. was it was pretty um i was really dreading
1: it like before you shoot
3: i've been through some really strange notes on this on script before on various other projects and um and it was just, you know, are we even trying to make the same movie here? And, and in right. you know, kind of felt foreboding for the filming process. And this felt really exciting, and I really liked, um, you know, what they had to say. And I thought it all worked really well. And to make the movie smoother and um and then they had notes on the edit but uh, but a lot of the times with the edit the notes were coming through like um because paper street also had great notes and so it'd come through like their notes and i know shutters would be like kind of included in that so i couldn't really tell you which ones came from which producer but yeah it was really nice it all felt like very much like everyone wanted to make the same movie um and with a movie so specific and and strange like it was nice that we all wanted to make the same thing um so that was that was cool and um yeah I'm just I'm a big fan of just being a shutter subscriber. <laughs> they just oh, like yeah. great programming. Oh
2: yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Are you, are you a screenbox subscriber? Do, do you know much about Screenbox?
3: I just looked into it the other day cuz I hadn't I hadn't heard a lot. Um yeah, so
2: should
3: should I be? Uh, yeah.
0: Yes, we do oh, a yeah. lot of work with them, a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, they're really you cool. yes, Screenbox is another we love shutter. We I've been subscribed to shutter for many years and um been almost a year of being fully subscribed to Screenbox, I believe. They they're great. They they're bringing a lot of really cool indie hits. I mean, they got Terrifier Terrifier 2 on there. They have The Outwaters going there this Friday. Um they they have a lot of really really good stuff there. Um so yes, they're I think a dollar cheaper than Shutter, but it's definitely worth it. I say, for sure.
3: Well, com combined, that's like the price of like just one other streaming.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad at all.
3: Yeah, Um, it's. I mean, I would much rather be paying for stuff like the Shutter than I won't say just some of the other ones. Yeah, (laughs) no, I'm I'm right there with you. (laughs) You get
0: so much more for your money. um, Yeah, almost every week. Now, some of these other services, it takes a month or a couple of weeks when to get anything new and you're kind of like, okay, what am I doing? But like with shutter and like yeah, green box and stuff like that, like you are always finding something to watch always There's always in the, the active TV channels that they have going on too, like, okay, so this what's new on shutter. You can watch this or go watch some slashes if you want. Here's a channel for that. It's really, really cool. So yeah, I, I agree on that a lot. Yeah. And also, I mean, I know I have a new movie
3: on shutter, but I, I do uh really like the um, streaming services where I can watch older movies. And I feel like yeah. there are some that it's really hard to find any kind of classics or horror classics or like I'll find just like two or three titles and I watch yeah. them and I'm like, why am I still paying for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: exactly. Um
3: I, I just like, you know, they have so many such an eclectic um, you know, just amount of movies and I've been thinking a lot like in the streaming age about this is a this is a weird soapbox I'm on. I'll make it really short. But like okay. um just in the streaming age like Movies feel so. I mean, like you know, we use the word content, and it feels like such a commodity. Where it's like, here's this movie, and now the movie is gone, and and now here's a new movie, and it's like kind of this goldfish memory kind of thing. But um, you know, movies they stand the test of time, and um, you know, we said Boris Karloff a minute ago, and I just remember thinking, oh, I just watched the Black Cat, and it so good, oh, and it was yeah. so timeless in a way, and I just like, I was just thinking, you know, like. It still like really resonates like a movie that of course, I mean, the movies. this is not new information, <laughs> but just thinking about movies stand the test of time and they will find audiences over time. And I feel like a lot of the teen movies I watched as a teenager that resonated with me were made decades before me. They didn't have computers and cell phones and, and stuff in them, but they were just these ideas that teenagers always go through. Yeah. And so I just feel like, and same with horror and all these things. And I just feel like, you know even if we're making movies for the age of streaming we should be thinking will this stand the test of time will people be able to you know really enjoy this for for all the time to come and um i think it's just something to be thinking about as a filmmaker it feels like it has to be for the moment but i it's a long con yeah <laughs> you know? no i agree <laughs> on, on everything you can. said
0: like yeah going back to how you said there were, there were movies that were made like decades before you know like us or whatever it it resonates with you i i agree with that a lot because i was the same way as a kid like i was watching you know obviously things are coming out as i was growing up but i always went back like 20 30 years finding movies i was like oh wow i i like this kind of more than like what's coming out now and um you know touching on how everything's coming out so quick i mean dean and i we kind of dread it because of you know the position that we're in you know as being a podcast he likes to talk to you directors and actors and review movies, it's so hard to keep up with all of the new things coming out. So we grab yeah, people totally. when we can. Um, and if anybody comes along the way, like, Hey, we want to come on and talk We're like, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, sometimes I feel like our time is just so short um, with a project that we're working on. And it's something that I want to watch. I'm like, I, I can't right now because I have to work on this, on the, this thing for this film. So it's like, Oh man, it's, a double-edged sword you know but it's it's a great time to be uh, a moviegoer a horror fan or anybody who who likes cinema this is definitely a time to um rejoice because there's so much stuff coming out i love it but yeah. I also a lot it.
3: of really good <laughs> yeah a lot of really good unique projects and it it is like you know, it's hard to keep up with all of it. But that is the good thing about movies. They they are around. They're not only there yeah. for the one weekend, they are around to watch. And sometimes, you know, it might be a while to get to it, but that's that's yeah. the great thing. Like movies find their audience and, oh, yeah. and it, it, it's just a, it's a really magical thing that's about making movies. They're like little, you know, moments of time captured. And I feel like the movies that have come out of, you know, we made this movie during COVID and I feel like, the movies that were made in these kind of quarantine environments are going to be a very interesting capsule of these last couple of years.
0: One of my other favorite, you know, um, movies from, from Aaron and paper street is a revealer. That movie was made, you know, under the same conditions. And it was my favorite year, um, favorite movie of last year because of just how different and unique it was and how much, even though it's, you know, dealing with, like the eighties and during that time, but it's also so of today. And that's what a lot of uh, movies, I think even like your film, it's so much of today. And like, you know, even like back then, cause it's something that everybody deals with, you know, you go through a breakup or, you know, you're going through life and it's a little bit hard. You have too many things juggling, which I relate to, relate to that a lot of having so many things in your life, you know, going on, you're like, how do I focus on this one thing and, and get my mind there? And um, I was juggling a lot of stuff and then started doing the show um, with with my old friend who was a co-host. And I'm doing it with Dean. And, like, it's – I don't know. I feel like my life right now is in such a good, organized spot. And after watching this movie, I can definitely tell, like, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, in a point in my life where things are organized. Um, Because, like I said, this movie, you know, brought me back to thinking how I was – like 15 years ago or even like 10 years ago. And I'm like, wow, I really have come a long way and I've really been way more organized and I'm actually a better person than I was. So thank you for, you know, making a film that, you know, made me kind of reevaluate my life. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) That's
3: really great. You know, and it's also like when you show a character that really needs to grow, I always worry, are people going to think that I'm endorsing some of this Bad stuff is <laughs> really the, the thought is that he's
0: let's go make 20 you know, cakes. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. That he's not, you know, he, he knows he should grow. Like I really wanted to avoid, and I know some people will probably interpret it like, Oh man, child, you know, but yeah. the, the thing that we, the, that we worked on, um, me and the actor was like, what can we do to make it so that he's sympathetic? Like he needs to grow, but he's not like in this weird state of um you know i i don't want i don't want to grow up i don't want to grow up and he's like you know wearing a diaper like little yeah. man
1: maybe, you know oh, man. and
3: so that's like we didn't want you know him to be like that and just like somebody that that is somewhere in the in-between place to, to end up and hopefully some of that is relatable and um but you know also giving him these kind of blinders because he doesn't want to acknowledge his house is haunted but you you know you're along for that ride um, kind of like, uh, it sounds like maybe Dean's house if it's haunted and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to move <laughs> out. I like my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't now, after me. tonight, it's going to be haunted. He's going to be like, there's a ghost. I'm going to get a call <laughs> well, in like a couple hours. Like, I'm ghost. telling there's
2: you, ghost. man, this place. So we, my out, we, the estate that we live on, all the houses, all the cottages were designed by the same guy that designed the natural history museum in London. Wow. And this wow. is this, and our house is called Station Cottage. So it's the old station master's house because outside was a, a train station many many years ago, um, and now it's just a dirt track, you know. And but you can still see the platform for the old station there. Like I'm, we're talking fucking yeah, hundred odd years. I don't know how many years. That's awesome, and Every every time when I go out to work in the morning and it's still dark, I'm just thinking I'm going to see that ghost train <laughs> come flying down the dust track, if like that does some help, kind of mad. Bye. <laughs> Dude, you, you I'd run so fast. Right? See, <laughs> the I'm the biggest horror fan, right? But if I saw something like that, I would just run. I'm the biggest. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> if uh, I ever saw something like that, yeah, it, 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 I'd probably die. So somebody out there is like, oh, he's not ready. He's he's not ready for it. You know. Oh, man. That's
0: really funny. That's really and bad. like
2: the station master's house. I mean, if I just went out to make a <laughs> cup of tea outside and saw the ghost of the Station master, dude, I'd drop that dead on the spot. I don't <laughs> want to see. It. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see it now. Just offer
0: him a cup of tea.
2: What's what's wrong with that? Maybe he just
0: wants to relax with you, Dean. No, a cup of
2: tea. <laughs> these
3: would be very top tier ghost sightings like i don't think you can get much
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Than me. So. right um well to... you talk you're talking about discovering um you know movies and you know all these awesome streaming platforms i've been watching re- and, and and also having time to kind of watch all these movies and i, I recently just been watching this um in Search of Darkness series that I've got on Shadow and the third one's just come out and holy crap, man, there's so many movies I've never even heard of. And I'm just like adding that to the list, to the list, to the list, to the list. And all these Japanese horrors, all these J horrors and all Dude, these things that I'm just like, wow. Don't, like,
0: don't get me started on Korean oh. and Japanese horror because they just do things way different than
2: anybody. The days are not long enough, are they? I wish we could just add an extra couple of days into the week that could be just specifically movie days. Monday to Friday work, and then you could have something day, something day. They're the film days. And then the weekend, and then back to Monday.
0: Or just not have to sleep. I've always advocated for not sleeping. You know, like just having the the option to press the button and be like, nope, no sleep today. I think yeah, be, it's be movie great. Day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also and I only actually you mentioned earlier on Emily about um undead that movie undead and I've only recently just discovered that which is my parents lived in Australia for about ten years so I'm I'm surprised I've never actually come across that film um, but it's it strange it's shot in a really weird way isn't it It's got a really weird sort of color palette to it. it
3: really does, and it's strange yeah. to me because I'm very um, uh, like color like. I, I don't know like sensitive <laughs> I don't know the word for it yeah um, yeah Yeah, and when I when I watch it now I'm like man this movie it's very <laughs> it has a very odd look to it that yeah. I I don't know if I would be into if I saw the movie now but but it really I think there was something about the communal experience of seeing it with the theater and I'd never seen anything like this I had this idea that horror movies because I was very young, and I just thought, you know, oh, this is for grown-ups, I shouldn't be watching yeah. these, this is gonna, um but this movie had just the right amount of comedy for being, like, I don't know, like, 11, or whatever it was, <laughs> and that I was like, this is what I want to do forever. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Awesome. It was just
3: that one moment, but yeah, it is kind of a, it is a very odd <laughs> movie, but really I still love it.
1: It's a short movie, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to, i have to see it again more recently, but um my uh my mom reached out i think for my birthday one year because she and i thought together and um i think she like found the filmmakers on facebook what? And, like explained Ooh. my story it was like it's her birthday can <laughs> i like mail you something and then could you mail me a signed copy for
1: her birthday it
3: was it was so sweet It was so sweet of them and they, awesome. um, they're, I think they're brothers. They most recently did, um, maybe like one of the saw movies, like saw
1: something. Oh, cool. Jigsaw.
3: Maybe they did a jigsaw. I don't know. So you have to look it up. There's they a did lot, that movie yeah. Daybreakers as well. That with Ethan Hawk, Daybreakers. Is that right? Ethan Hawk. <laughs> now I'm questioning myself. It's like yeah. their vampire society. Yeah. They did that as well. Um, but which I think also has a kind of strange color to it. But I think the thing with digital filmmaking that I think we all, you know, I think should be thinking about is like the way color looks uh, is, is you know, pretty versatile. And then we can kind of get used to the way the raw looks and like, especially with horror, you might be drawn to like these kind of drab color palettes and stuff. Yeah. And um, I think that for some movies, it can definitely be a very effective tool to be, you know, colored in a certain way. Um, but I also think that um, it's just such a, I think just growing up in the kind of very, very indie world, um, I think about color as something that you can really utilize um, for free. Like <laughs> You yeah. pick the blue shirt versus the green shirt, and they're the same price, hopefully. And, um, and just things like that to just kind of represent different ideas. And uh, even with this movie, and it's not something that I expect anyone to ever notice, but um, whenever the main character is kind of like further away from where he's supposed to be, we did this like kind of hot and cold thing. It's like bluer, and there's like bluer colors. And then when he's like in a in a warm warmer environment, mm. it's he's not wearing the the blues anymore. He oh, wears a lot of blues. Now I need he, to rewatch this sad. movie. <laughs> you see this movie twice, all right? You're you're good.
0: Yeah, I going to watch it. I love that though. I love when you find out things about this that make you go back and rewatch a yeah. film. I love finding things out about it. that's awesome. Attention but to detail. If you just,
3: yeah, well if you fast forward in our movie, like to, you know, or scene where he's really sad you'll see he's wearing blue. And if you fast forward to the scene where they're like making spaghetti together and the scene I mentioned, like, oh I love the scene where they're kind of connecting, but it's a yeah. sad moment. The colors are are warm and there's warm lights and there's she's wearing warm colors. He's not wearing blue anymore. And he's wearing like a just like warmer palette, you know, colors. So That's um awesome. And then he wears black and his black cast and his and this was his idea with the black cast um, and the uh, and his black shirt at the end. These are colors that represent uh, the demon, <laughs> the demon hole, and the goop and stuff like that. So you always know there's a the little hint of the demon around. There's black in their clothes, and so it's um, these. Uh, you know, I just think colors can be just just another tool that can be utilized, but in, in the world of digital filmmaking. Yeah. I think we can get used to things like the raw out of the camera and just, you know, kind of the the uh, flatness of it and stuff. So, how did I get it to colors? Oh, Undead. Yeah. And those filmmakers, yeah, yeah. they, they do gravitate yeah. towards some interesting um, <laughs> color correction. Yeah.
2: Um, I, just, but I looked them you up
3: actually,
2: The Spearig brothers, I just looked them up actually. Yeah. And they, well, you're right. It was Jigsaw and um, Daybreakers with Ethan Hawke.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah okay cool Yeah, <laughs>
3: i was questioned. i can tell you all are, are huge horror fans and i start to question myself <laughs> oh <laughs> myself. i do it
0: every day that's why i try not to say things because i'm like oh my god i know i'm <laughs> saying something wrong and someone's gonna correct
3: me <laughs> y'all can correct me uh but yes i get uh i do get nervous but i should know i feel like i feel like horror fans are the best fans like oh <laughs> they totally
0: are the horror community yeah great. they really are yeah Oh would yeah. love uh, Dean, do you have any uh, any other questions you want to throw at Emily?
2: No, man, I'm good. I mean, um, I think I guess what, what what have you got lined up next? What's what's next? Um, wh- any other movie projects that you've written that you're about to jump into directing again? What's what's next for you? Any shorts? Yeah, yeah <laughs> shorts. Yeah.
3: Um, I just have features, uh, right now. Um, the next one I'm trying to get going is a Christmas horror project. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm so happy. Like, I don't know if it's just like the past couple of years, but Christmas horror movies have been coming in like crazy and I love Christmas horror movies. So yes, yes, yes,
1: yes.
3: (laughs) It's a lot more horror. Okay. (laughs) But I'm really hoping to get that one off the ground. It's you know kind of in the early stages right now. But it's this and and sorry about the demon scripts I've had for years. And so it's really interesting to, you know, see oh, them yeah. come to life now.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm excited! I'm oh, very excited. Good. I love a good Christmas horror as well. I'm just I'm making um I'm putting together a horror anthology film at the minute, which is um features uh, a, a, a selection of different holiday horror themed shorts and it starts with a christmas one and ends with a christmas one we've got two really really cool christmas horror shorts in there so i i I love me a christmas horror yeah that's how i'm really looking forward to seeing that that's gonna be cool that
3: sounds really good (laughs) it's an anthology
2: yeah 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 so it's it's um it's kind of done we just filmed a wraparound scenes recently and it's all very campy very super colour, you like colours, you'll dig this, it's super, super colourful, very Tales from the Crypt. Um, uh and yeah, it's, it's. there's like a, a couple, there's two, it starts with a Christmas short, ends with a Christmas short, you've got a Christmas short, a Valentine's short, an Easter short, uh, a St. Patrick's Day short, a Halloween short, and it ends on another Christmas short, so it's almost like it spans throughout the whole 365 days of the year kind of thing, uh, <laughs> and awesome. it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool, but um, but. But yeah, I, I, the Christmas ones are the best for me. I love I love Christmas horrors. I think they're great. That's one of my favorite things about Christmas time is being able yeah. to wheel, wheel out all the Christmas horrors. Oh yeah, yeah, one, it, one it, for each day of December. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like an advent calendar. There's um, yeah.
3: just. Something about kind of like when people see, did y'all mention like with horror and comedy, they kind of go hand in hand with yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think Christmas and horror, it's like these kind of like, yeah, like sweet and salty. I don't know, like these things that just kind of yeah, yeah. mesh really well together. Um, and it's just, a, it's a genre combo that I think, you know, I'm, I get really excited about. And I guess Christmas can be a genre.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. A yeah. genre
3: combo. So i well, excited to see that anthology. And um, do y'all have any other... So y'all make what what
0: are you what else are y'all making? Um hmm. what are we doing, Dean? I mean <laughs> Dean Dean is like way more creative and does way more things than I do. I just kinda just man this. Uh but Dean, he goes in the festival circuit um pretty much all year in the UK and vendors. So he's
2: a he's a hot sauce maker. Sure i
0: got,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll find you on Instagram. I've got, um, I make horror themed hot sauce and beer, craft beer called Ales from the Crypt. Um, and it's kind of the whole company is just kind of branching out into now, like it's like a brand. I'm trying to get it over into the States and it's, it's sort of making this Dean of the Dead horror anthology movie but we've got some really cool people involved we've got like ryan kruger who did uh, fried I Don't and if you saw that on Shudder. um drew marvic who did pool party massacres got something on there um there's some pretty some really cool people involved so it's, it's it's good man it's just what people i've met along the way as well who we've just put this project together and said hey do you want to do something and they're like yeah man <laughs> and it's, sort of, it's it's really coming together and it's that's the first sort of my first you know venture into doing anything filmmaking wise and I love it. I'm absolutely loving it. You know, I love the whole process. It's so much fun. So it's definitely not going to be the last. Oh yeah. You know, There's a couple cool. of things I want to do creatively.
0: Um, Filmmaking wise that I'm still playing around with. That would be intertwined with the podcast, but um, it's, it's very ambitious. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but we'll see. And uh, we'll talk about that in a later date. <laughs> Cause it's still being worked out. <laughs> still being that worked
3: is out. awesome. Well, keep, get me posted. I just love to, oh, yeah. you know, meet more people in in film. And I just, I've been on this kick, I think, kind um, of like a New Year's kick of like just thinking about how solitary making movies can feel and then just like meeting other creatives and and connecting and and this you know film can also be a little bit more like what kind of favors can you do for me and like yeah. the people you meet yeah. and I'm I am I think it's just really nice to just connect with other creatives and support each other and find out what everyone's making and and just be genuinely you know excited oh, about it okay. so
2: yeah excited. I've been hitting up a lot of festivals as well like we, there's a few cool there's well, there's quite a few cool festivals like horror festivals a particular over here and i've met so many people just hanging out at those you know just going along and up at the bar afterwards just say hey man you know your movie was great and just kind of get chatting to people and you kind of weed out the people that are actually really cool and really kind of up for you know helping each other out and the others that just kind of stick to themselves but you know it's yeah. it's, it's cool you know yeah. I enjoy and
0: it great. <laughs> emily this was well, this was great <laughs> <laughs> thanks
3: for having me i don't know if i said enough good stuff about the movie or what oh no this is was a great you...
0: chat i mean we were kind okay, of all so... <laughs> over the place um i loved yeah. it and, and i love listening to your stories and having you chat it's always really good um you and i always talk about this it's, it's good when our guests can you know talk about multiple things at once and keep going because when we run out of our questions, it's like, damn, okay, so it's like 20 minutes into an episode, and there's nothing going on. But you, you're, like, you're full of stories, and it's great, and I'd love to have you back on and talk about any other films that you that are not going to be coming out. Like, if you have one that's going to be released or whatever, and you want to come on and promote it and talk about it, we'd love to have you back on, because this was super fun.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I can't wait to. I gotta try this
2: for hot sauce. <laughs> yes, Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm doing. I've, I've got. I'm doing a. It's funny because i do a lot of collaboration. I'm just. I do a lot of collaborations, and I'm just doing one with um Rob Zombie's brother, Spider One, who do, He did like. Allegor- I'm doing one for his movie Allegoria, and one for his band Power Man Five Thousand. Uh, We're doing one for the Terrifier movie, which we're just trying to get all the legal shit sorted out. Um, We did like a whole bunch of collabs. Uh, Maybe Emily wants one. We did one for the band. (laughs) We did... Well, oh have yeah, it, have you it cake miss. flavored. Oh, oh dude, come on, no, that's that's no, that's a good shout. That's or make a good it into a, or do a beer. <laughs> we did one for like the Band of Eagles of Death Metal for their tour. You know, we do all kind of cool stuff like that. But just, and awesome. we got um over in the Mystic Museum in in Burbank, California. We're just hopefully getting some stuff in there soon. So I'm trying to get it over to the US. I'm trying to get my work visa and come over and do some shows, but. I'll send I'll send you a link to you know check it out. Go and check it out. it's it's, yeah. it's, it's weird and random, but it, it it's works. Good, cool. <laughs> that's it's, awesome. it, I've kind of come closer to yeah, well, that's oh, just cool. the, that's the that there the, was there was sources in there, but I think yeah, you I used to not through them. <laughs> 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 that's
3: what they're for. yeah. You gotta it. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, well that's that's really cool. I can't wait to um hopefully if yeah, just um, you know. Eat this at <laughs> some yes. point. Hell I don't yeah. know the better word.
2: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> drink was, what you a drink cool it. Give it a drink try. It. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Straight up, drink it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Straight out of the bottle.
3: <laughs> I'll I'll try to make a hot sauce themed movie so I can reach out. Um, but,
2: awesome. It's so awesome, great. should we say? Awesome. <laughs> get, get out, out of awesome. here. All right. you, <laughs> awesome. you can go home. You All, can right. And... <laughs> All right. I'm logging off. Bye. All right. That
3: was a blast. Was... Was. thanks for having me yeah and um yeah, yeah. and uh, best of luck with everything and hope you get some some heat and power over there <laughs>
2: oh thank <Enjoy>. you oh <laughs> yeah enjoy
3: y'all's uh valentine's day and
0: yes. Uh... <laughs> yes happy valentine's day to everybody and make sure you yes. go watch sorry about the demon on shutter if you don't have shutter i suggest you get it now or at least do their seven day trial to watch this film support emily go and do it <laughs> now i'm waiting
2: thank you. Oh
0: yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. Did you do it yet? Okay. I hope you did it. (laughs) Comment below. Make sure that we know that you, you went to go watch the film and and also let us know what you're doing on Valentine's. I'm I'm very interested. You know, this will be coming out after Valentine's day, but you'll be able to tell us what you, what you did at least. Um, Emily, thank you so much for being here. And we would love to have you back on at, Anytime, whether to be talk, talking about a movie, maybe we'll have you come on and talk about Undead. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we can get that uh, <laughs> sorted and you know, talk some horror.
3: Thank you so much. I love
0: it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dean, as always, thank you for being my partner in crime, man.
2: Cool, man. I'm just a, I'm just a gray box today, I'm afraid. but uh, I'm have, This has
0: to be a meme. I need someone to make this into a meme now and just <laughs> insert a gray box onto all of our episodes and just put Dean.
2: It's because I'm curled up on the sofa, man. Normally I'm outside. Oh, you in look, the, dude, dude, just for in two the...
0: seconds, just, just take off your camera. I want everybody to see what you actually look like because I think you look awesome.
2: No one, no one needs to see that, man. It's fine. Oh,
0: man. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying.
2: They can log on to theendofthedead.com. You see me right
0: there. Yeah. Cartoons, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Emily. <laughs> cool.